0: Hello there. My name is Father John Harrison. I am Rector Superior of St. John Newman Residence at Stellamaris, Maris, uh, St. Uh, John Newman Residence at Stellamaris. The central words of our passage today, today is the sixth Sunday of Easter, and the Gospel passage are those which Jesus says that his disciples have not chosen him, but he has chosen them. It was not we who chose God, but God who, in his grace, approached us with a call and an offer made out of his love. Out of this passage, we can compile a list of things for which we are chosen and to which we are called. First, we are chosen for joy however hard the christian way is it is both in the traveling and in the goal of the way of joy there is always joy in doing the right thing the christian is the man of joy the laughing cavalier of christ a gloomy christian is a contradiction in terms and nothing in all Nothing in all religious history has done Christianity more harm than its connection with black clothes and long faces. It is true that the Christian is a sinner, but he is a redeemed sinner, and therein lies his joy. How can anyone fail to be happy when he walks in the ways of life and with Jesus? Second, we're chosen for love. We are sent out into the world to love one another. Sometimes we live as if we were sent into the world to compete with one another, or to dispute with one another, or even to quarrel with one another. But the Christian is to live in such a way that he shows what is meant by loving his fellow man. It is here that Jesus makes another of his great claims. If we ask him, what right have you to demand that we love one another? His answer is, no one can show greater love than to lay down his life for his friends, and I did that. Many a man tells, to, many a man tells men to love each other, but when this whole life is a de- demonstration, that that is the last thing he does himself. Jesus gave men a commandment which he himself first fulfilled. Third, Jesus called us to be his friends. He tells his men that he does not call them slaves any longer. He calls them friends. Now, that is a saying which would seem even greater to those who heard it for the first time than to us. Dulos, the slave, the servant of God, has no title of shame. It was a title of highest honor. Moses was the doulos of God. So was Joshua, so was David. It is a title with Paul counted as an honor to use. And so did James. The greatest men in the past have been proud to be called the doulos, the slaves of God. And Jesus says, I have something greater for you yet. And you no longer slaves, you are my friends. Jesus offers an intimacy with God which not even the greatest men knew before he came into the world. The idea of being a friend of God is also a background. Abraham was a friend of God. Wisdom is said to make men friends of God. But this phrase phrase is lit up by a custom which obtains both at the courts of the Roman emperors and the eastern kings. At these courts, there are a very select group of men called the friends of the king or friends of the emperor. At all times, they had access to the king. They even had the right to come into his bedchamber in the middle of the day. He talked to to them before he talked to his generals. He talked to his rulers or his statesmen. The friends of the king were those who had the closest and the most intimate connection with him. Jesus called us to be his friends and friends of God. That's a tremendous offer. It means no longer do we need to gaze longingly at God from afar off. We're not like slaves who have no right whatever to enter into the presence of the master. We're not like the crowd whose only glimpse of the king is in the passing of some state occasion. Jesus gave us this intimacy with God so that he is no longer a distant stranger, but our close friend. This is our message for today. May God bless you and have a great day.